1: The Chicago Bulls get a much-needed win against the Golden State Warriors, coming on the back end of a three-game losing streak. They now head to Paris with three days off as they face the Detroit Pistons on the 19th. They then have another three days off after that. We're going to talk about the game against the Golden State Warriors, the big night from Nikola Vucevic, what's going on with this bipolar Bulls team. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so here we are. Um, The Bulls get a much needed big win playing outside of the second quarter, playing some of the best basketball that they've played over the course of a whole game. And it seems like there's always that one quarter with the Chicago Bulls. They went on a scoring drought, a five-minute scoring drought, this time against the Golden State Warriors. In the second quarter, the Warriors won that quarter 42-24. to And in many games, that would have been the nail in the coffin for the Chicago Bulls. But they came out with a game plan in that third quarter. And they executed and then win the third and fourth quarters. The only quarter that the Bulls lost in this game is that second quarter. And, you know, that was where the Bulls went down in halftime, only down by two. And they just came marching back. And that just goes to show the talent that is on this team. I know that this has been a very up-and-down season for the Chicago Bulls, a very frustrating one for the most passionate Bulls fans. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's frustrating because we know that there's talent here. They just don't always execute. They don't always play with heart. But that wasn't the issue in this game. The Bulls started going to Nikola Vucevic down low early. And then maintain that throughout the game, leading to Nikola Vucevic tying his career high at forty-three points, but also chipping in thirteen rebounds, four assists, and four steals. Only one turnover from Nikola Vucevic. Zach Levine in this game, where it came out after the game that he has been dealing with some swelling on the knuckles of his shooting hand. Didn't shoot the ball efficiently, seven of eighteen, but he got to the free throw line fourteen times in this in this game, hitting twelve of those. Over the last two games since Zach Levine's that that hand injury has been known. Um, he's, he's averaged 14 and a half free throws per game. And this is from a player that over his career only averages four free throws a game. That's the difference in how Zach Levine's playing. He's, he's attacking again. The shot isn't falling after it looked like his shooting stroke was coming back. He hurts his hand. So his shot isn't falling again, but he's now finding ways to get to the lane and get to the free throw line, which is extending him, um, allowing him to score points, still be effective in that way. And we have not seen Zach Levine get to the free throw line this way consistently over his career, this really could be the difference-making. If Zach Levine was ever to become a consistent, you know, in, in his ability to get to the free throw line, um, it, w- it would completely open up Zach Levine's game. And I'm glad to see him adjusting while his hand is bothering him um, and, and scoring this way. Hopefully the next three days off allow some of that swelling to go down, that shooting stroke to come back. But it has been a wonder to see Zach Levine get to the free throw line as many times as he has. Uh, Vooch in this game as well, five for 10 from the three-point line Every starter in double digits. Patrick Williams with 10. Alice Caruso with 12. Ayo DeSumo with 12 also. And the big night from Kobe White coming off the bench. Six for seven from the field was Kobe White. Three rebounds, one assist, two steals, and, and 15 points from Kobe White in this game. Derrick Jones Jr. Impact felt big time for DJJ in this game. Not the biggest score uh, total, only seven, but made the right energy plays. Came in, played defense well, played backup center for a while. There was even a lineup with him, him, uh, Patrick, It was DJJ, Patrick Williams, where Patrick Williams was the center on offense. Um, I think I think it was Alex Caruso out there as well. Can't remember the other two people, but a pretty good lineup. We still didn't see any Andre Drummond in this game. Um, I don't know if it's because of the shoulder or just because of his recent play that he's falling out of the rotation. But at the end of the day, the Bulls team came into an opponent that is better than them. like the Golden State Warriors are a better team than the Chicago Bulls. They fought in one game under 500 now, but specifically a team that plays into the Bulls weaknesses, like the way that they can shoot the three the three pointer. And We know this Bulls team has given up career nights from the three point line to teams. And, you know, even weather and storm, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry combining for 46 points Then we still get another 15 points off the bench from Jordan Poole and Lamb with 14. A a nice scoring attack from the Golden State Warriors, and the Bulls end up beating them by double digits. That's huge. A 14-point victory from the Chicago Bulls over the Golden State Warriors in a game in which Clay and Steph both get over 20. The turnovers here were the story of this game. The way that the Bulls were able to force turnovers and some unforced turnovers as well from the Golden State Warriors. But the Golden State Warriors, 23 turnovers in this game, to the Bulls only 10 turnovers. I don't think the Bulls had a single turnover in the second half of that game. This is how the team needs to play and execute. And hopefully we get DeMar back with with the amount of days off before we face the Detroit Pistons. But it's evident in the way that they played last night against the Golden State Warriors, just how much more space is out there. And again, this is not an indictment. This is not saying we don't need DeMar on the starting line. It's not saying that. But just how Nikola Vucevic was was able to take advantage of the added space um, by having a bunch of players that can shoot the three, and him kind of operating in that mid-range and low post exclusively. A lot of times he has to share that space with DeMar DeRozan, and I like the way that Vuce was able to step up and execute in the team, going to him 18 of 31 from the field was Nikola Vucevic for those 43 points, and it's just a good team effort. The team being active, diving after loose balls, uh, team rebounding, boxing out. We even saw some attempts at some offensive rebounds from this team that usually just gives up on the offensive rebounding end a lot of things in this in this game that, have, that were corrected that have been frustrating us. And that brings us to some of the things that is most frustrating about this team is just the inconsistent play, how up and down this team is, the fact that we can't bet on this team. If this team plays like this every night, no, they're not going to win every game, but this is a team that we can believe in. This is a team that we can, even in losses, not get completely down on. We need to see this level of effort every game from them. But I like also what we heard from Nikola Vucevic and Billy Donovan about Vuce's big night. Uh, Vuce said this last night. As the season went on, uh, the coaches have put an emphasis on finding me in the spots I'm best at. It's something we've discussed a lot. Sure, I can shoot the three, but that's not who I am. That's not what makes me the player that I am. Again, understanding how to use Vooch in the post, understanding how much that can help your team when you operate from the inside out and Vooch being an intelligent passer. Billy Donovan said this as well. The biggest thing is keeping him in rhythm and getting the ball in his hands. That doesn't mean to shoot, but to initiate some offensive stuff, getting it to him in an area of the floor where he can pass it or try to go to score. That's that's how you utilize your, your weapons. That's how you utilize the skill set of the players on your team, something that I have had an issue with how Billy Donovan uses the players at times with this team. It, it all came together in last night's game against the Golden State Warriors, but the biggest question remains for this team is can they do it consistently? They move back into the 10th spot um, in the Eastern Conference, so they'll be in that playing tournament, and they head towards the All-Star break. Um, being in that 10 spot and having what's supposed to be the easiest part of And that's the thing that can worry me the most sometimes when it comes to this team is just the, the fact that of, um, of them playing down to competition is the teams that are sub 500 in the NBA giving the Bulls sometimes the most trouble that they've dealt with. So as we go towards it, what's supposed to be an easier part from, to our schedule, I hope the Bulls don't start playing down again to competition. I hope that they keep up the level of intensity. We got Detroit Then we don't have another game for a week. Um, well, we got Detroit on Thursday. We don't have another game until the following Monday um, in which we have four games that week. We have Atlanta, Indy, Charlotte, and Orlando that following week following the Paris trip. And so these are games that and teams that have poised issues for the Chicago Bulls. When you look at young, long, athletic teams, especially that Orlando team in Indiana and the Charlotte Hornets, you don't want to overlook them e- either. Isn't that, isn't that supposed to be a rivalry game as well? With that being said, the Bulls head into a part of the... Experience the thrill of March Madness. bull central but the fun doesn't stop there get up to the minute odds free bets and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on the best part about my bookie you can bet on anything anytime from anywhere use the promo code bull central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today a schedule where they can make some movement but as been the story with this team the whole season they can but will they that's the biggest thing as the team keeps you know, at times getting closer to 500 and us thinking, hey, this team's about to turn the corner. It seems like something comes on the back end of that. This time, yeah, DeMar, if DeMar doesn't go down with injury and he's in the last few games, how does that look different for the Chicago Bulls? There is merit to that question and have that conversation, but I just look at it and I think this. This team needs to find a level play. They have now shown that they can still, even without one of their stars, still step up to the plate and play a solid brand of basketball and execute, especially on the defensive end of the ball. That's what we need from this team. And hopefully Coach Billy Donovan and the coaching staff are are coaching that. You know, as we go towards the trade deadline, we're we're only a handful of days away from the trade deadline, less than 30 days away. The biggest question remains what if anything this team is going to do to try to um improve the talent on this team. What is this front office going to do to try to bring more into this team? And you know that that's been the biggest question. You know, they have some Bulls fans that are still holding out hope for maybe a full blow up or something like that. You have Bulls fans that are holding out hope that, you know, they still trade Vooch or they trade DeMar or, or whatever else. It doesn't seem like one of those are come one of those big type trades are coming. But one of the things that they can do is add talent. They still have that Portland pick. You guys know I'm very for, you know, trading that Portland pick at this point in time. I don't even want to risk it depending on the level of talent you get back where Portland is right now. Uh, you know, it seems like that pick isn't going to convey towards you. So you have that at your disposal. You have, unfortunately, Javante who's a player you may not be able to afford to uh, to bring back. You know, I I want Javante back. But again, you you have to play the business side of things. Derek Jones Jr., his improved play. What can you do there? If anything, Drummond falling out of the rotation. So many questions going on with this Bulls team, but we can't leave off the fact that even with this win, and as good as they look, we still need to add something to this team. Not necessarily saying we need to have the whole blow it up conversation and trade Zach as some people are saying, but it, I think it would be overlooking it to say that this team doesn't need Something, but it really does seem like the trade market right now in the NBA is all but quiet. I think the parity in the NBA right now and how the 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 lack of separations between, like, if you're like the third seed, especially in the Eastern Conference, to the tenth seed, realistically, you still can, if you believe in your team, you can you can work yourself into believing. Hey, if we can just go on a stretch here, a, a three, four, five game winning stretch from any team that that's that's four and below in the Eastern Conference can, can take you from being barely in the play in to being the, the sixth or seventh seed in the conference. So you really have to look at, at, I think a lot of teams are posturing right now. I think a lot of teams are kind of waiting to see what team makes the first decision because that's going to kind of inform them. And the one thing that Parity does in the NBA, really it makes teams think that they're not as far away as what they are. And I'm not necessarily saying that for the Bulls, but I'm saying that for other teams that are hovering kind of in that midsection of the Eastern Conference, they could fully believe, hey, an injury or some health or maybe one minor deal that we can be right back in it. But one of these teams may eventually pull the trigger on deciding on which way they're going to go for the regular season, whether it's the Indiana Pacers trading Miles Turner or Buddy Hill, whether it's the Atlanta Hawks deciding to move John Collins, whether the Miami Heat or the buyers on one of those. Um, so, you know, The the Knicks, what do they do with Derrick Rose? Obi Toppin reportedly interested even, you know, you hear the Cuban Cavaliers are maybe interested in, in moving Karis LeVert despite their success this season. If any one of those teams make a move that drastically improves or changes their roster, you may start seeing the dominoes start to fall around the NBA. And I didn't even mention any of the Western Conference teams. So it's really, I think a lot of teams kind of waiting and we'll see if the Bulls Get involved in any of that mix. I know Jared Vanderbilt is a player that I would love to bring on to this team, and I think he could fit in seamlessly and perfectly for what we need coming off the bench. You would have to give up or because one of them are going to be losing time anyway to Javante or Derek Jones Jr., in my opinion, in those moves. So we'll see what happens with this Bulls team and what they can or will do. Um, but one of the biggest storylines of the season, I want to talk about this before we end, is the improvement of Kobe White. Jacoby Alec White. Alec Jacoby-White, I think is his actual full name, has been balling and quietly putting together a really good season for the Chicago Bulls. While the shooting numbers for him aren't necessarily the best or up to what he's done in other parts of his career, how he stepped up his game defensively, how he's uh, passing the ball better, how he's understanding when to give up the ball, when to drive through the lane, trying for floaters, things like that. Kobe has drastically improved almost every aspect of his game, but those shooting splits are down. He's shooting worse. Um, almost career lows in on uh, almost every area. So, so far this season, he's shooting 42% from the field and 36% from three-point range. Those aren't anything amazing. He's taken the least amount of shots so far in his career as well, only averaging about seven shots per game, whereas for his career, he's averaged 11 shots per game. So, You know, we're seeing those type of things go down for Kobe White as far as the shooting numbers. But everything else is improving for him. His defense is improving, how he operates in space, his ability to push the break and and pass the ball on the break as well. All those things have improved in meaningful ways for for Kobe White over this season. I'm at the place right now where I'm ready to to, to say let's extend Kobe at the end of the season. I know a lot of people came into the season expecting, hoping, or, or thinking that Kobe White was going to maybe be moved but as we continue going on in the season and going forward, I, I I don't feel that way about Kobe. I want to see Kobe get a chance to uh, succeed on this team. In this last part of these last 10 games, he's shooting the ball 46% from the field, 41% from three-point range, averaging 9.5 points per game over the Chicago Bulls last 10, also chipping in three rebounds and two assists to that. Again, not any type of world-beating numbers, but when you watch the game and see the way that Kobe's energy and shooting and passing changes the game and defense, is actually making an impact on the defensive side of the ball this year. So you have to look at Kobe, at least to me, and say, hey, is this somebody we really want to give up? As we're a, a, a team that's young, as we're a team that still can see development from a lot of these young pieces in meaningful ways, do you give up on Kobe White? And I really do think that this front office, in my opinion, this again, this is my opinion base, I think this front office doesn't want to see the next Larry. They don't want to see the next Wendell. They don't want to see the next Bulls player that's traded away and then in two, three years, once they find themselves, they discover their, their confidence, things like that, those players are balling out. I really think Acme wants to avoid that, and they are trying to get the most out of the young talent on this team that they can. I've already told you guys, Pete Will's getting a second contract here. Io's definitely getting a second contract because that's coming this upcoming summer. The biggest question is, is Kobe White going to be one of those players to get a second contract and come back and be able to hit that potential here in the Chicago Bulls? It really depends on the number when it comes to me. Uh, but, you know, looking at some things around the league and other contracts, we'll see. We'll see what can happen with Kobe. I, 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 lo- I like Kobe White. I like his game. I like how he's rounded out as a player. Um, and I think the bench is very much a better bench because of Kobe White in a lot of ways. Not to say that it isn't because of Gorn and it isn't because of DJJ, because they all play a huge role when this bench is rocking and rolling in the bench being successful, but just the development of Kobe White I kind of want to see Kobe stay around. Let me know down below what you guys think about that. But that is it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of The Break Media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM.